We're back with Region 2. Um, let's get into it. We got the Fort Lauderdale Wolverines going up against the San Francisco Golden Gators. So Fort Lauderdale, led by that senior class 10A of Cole Scala, um, Gareth, Gareth Fisher, and Christopher Cotran. Um, yeah, great players. Um, and then you got San Francisco, the Golden Gators, um, you know, they made it out of Conference 29 and secured a 16 seed, making it good job, K-Champ, with that. Um, San Francisco is not top 10 in any statistical category. Uh, Fort Lauderdale is number eight in defensive free throws allowed, number three in three-pointers attempted, number five in defensive true shooting percentage, number four in true shooting margin number two in steals, and number six in defensive points against. Um, what do you think of this matchup, Brad? Yeah, I think this uh, is a, a little bit of a classic 1-16 versus 16 matchup. You know, great job to San Francisco for making it this far. I think they're an up-and-coming program. Um, but when you look at uh, Fort Lauderdale's roster, this is the real deal. This is a team that was in the Final Four last year with 21 wins and uh, they haven't played a really tough schedule this year, but this is a very impressive looking roster with scoring and defense. Um, So I would expect this to be, you know, a double digit win for the one seed. And you're going to be seeing some of these names like Fisher, Cochran and Scala, uh, as well as their defensive bigs in the like players to watch section. This is a good team. Yeah. What do you make of their undefeated record and in lo- dropping a game to Huntsville, a team they beat by 24 earlier in the year? It could be it could be a good thing, you know. Uh, Huntsville, yeah. this is a team that's it's been a very talented roster for a while, but has has taken some lumps. Um, so I'm not shocked to see them step up and, and win a big game. Um, so that's that's not alarming to me, and it might be the reset that Fort Lauderdale needs going into the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes there's too much pressure to go undefeated when uh, you make it into the NTT and, uh, yeah, you haven't lost. Um, let's look at the next matchup. we got Montpelier Peepers, um, coached by Coach Rusek, going up against the Lincoln Abrahams. Um, so me and uh, me and Brad know Russ pretty well from Montpelier. Um, they got Shane McGillray, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, um, Kurt Beasley, the big man, they, they got some talent. And then, uh, we hear a lot about Bosley from his, uh, son, <laughs> uh, coach Bobby 31. So, um, yeah, he's not in our, he's not in our, um, text thread or anything like that, but we still hear about him. They, and you know, what, what can't you say about John Thurman and you put him together with Anthony Bayer, um, the freshman sensation. And <laughs> that's, that, that's a pretty fun it's just a fun team to to watch um, play and stuff like that. So, uh, real quick, Montpelier is number four in defensive three points allowed and number five in free throws attempted, so they love the free throw margin. Um, Lincoln is number seven in free throws attempted and number eight in defensive points allowed. So, what do you think about this matchup? Yeah, this is another um, – this is a fun one coach-wise. Uh, we've seen Bobsley – uh, have really quick success in a couple of different leagues. This test league team and league 42 team has uh, won some championships. Uh, but when you look at his, his roster here, I mean, he's, 
he's got an awesome freshman class and he's got John Thurman who apparently is a little bit imbalanced of a player. He's cause I'm saying that because he's, he's not getting a great class rank, um, but he's obviously putting up great scoring stats. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like we said with uh, San Francisco, our 16 seed Lincoln, it seems like, you know, they're just happy to be here. They were in the RTT last year. They're they're building up what could very well be a dominant program. But you've got to give the edge to the peepers here. They are NTT veterans. They are from Conference 6, which deserves a shout-out as one of the best conferences uh, in our great league. Yeah. And I think top to bottom, this is, this is a more complete team. Um especially defensively, and they're going to get to the free throw line. I think that uh, builds a pretty good advantage in their favor. For sure, for sure. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm always interested in teams like uh, Montpelier because, you know, they got like – I mean, they don't have the type of player you'd want at point guard. No one's like, oh, I want a guy that is inefficient, that um, – or at least inefficient from two. He's great from three. <laughs> uh, um, doesn't doesn't pass that well. Three point three to mm-hmm. six. So he's kind of interesting. But you know, it gets the job done. That they win games. You know, you can't fault him for that. To me, that's if he's in there. Is it because he's a great defender? Because that's going to be an interesting matchup on Thurman. Yeah. Um, and I see only one point seven fouls per game. Um, so he, you know, Hickman might might be the perfect guy for yeah, might. this particular matchup, even though he's not your dream point guard. For sure. And if you look at his, uh, um, like Braden Pratt for Rochester went six of eighteen versus him in one game, and he went uh, seven for twenty-one in the other game. So he must be a great. Okay. Yeah, that's something to so, keep. Or, yeah, something. Yeah, might tilt the the matchup there. Um, let's look at the next matchup. we got the Rockford files going up against the Hartford dragons, uh, Rockford coach, future star. He's got an NTT a few years back an NTT title. Um, he's got Rodolfo Logan. I mean, he's Elijah Mendoza oversized small forward. That's just playing great. Uh, really efficient team. Uh, Hartford, the dragons, they're back in the NTT after a couple years out. Um, yeah, they're, they're led by Martin uh, Becerra. Um, so Hartford is not top 10 in any statistical category. Rockford is number four in assist, five, nine in blocks, and seven in points. What do you think about this matchup? Yeah, well, just going into it, uh, you know, doing some quick scouting here, my gut is that I'm going to love, uh, you know, what I see in Rockford. And looking at them, I do. I mean, Future Star, this guy has proven that he knows how to build great teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, My eyes kind of pop right away with those assist numbers. And you look, a lot of those are on his bench. So this is a deep team that knows how to share the ball. You know, they've got – I like their offensive numbers. Um, I think teams that can put up, you know, a a true shooting percentage north of 55% uh, are the ones you can – you can see being pretty consistent in the NTT. Um, you don't worry about a flop, offensive flop as much with them. 
So, and then on Hartford's side, uh, they're, they're just a little less impressive in all the statistical categories. They only have 15 assists per game. Um, but, you know, that's not a, a, not a knock on the team at all. It's, it's just you, you tend to think that future stars Rockford team is going to be a little better here. Martin Becerra, that's a really impressive center they've got there. Yeah. 62 true shooting, and that's all from inside scoring. Um, Fortunately, he has to go up against Ethan Kurtz, who's just a – Yeah. He's a monster. <laughs> Rockford's got some great defenders, so you got to like Rockford on this one. Yeah. Well, let's look at the next matchup. you got the Yakima Striders, coached by Coach McProje. Um protege i'm not sure uh <laughs> there's no t in there so uh D- dylan goodhart their senior point guard 21.7 points per game 53.3 percent true shooting um and then you got jake parker 16.9 percent um eight or 16.9 points 8.7 uh rebounds he can pass he can defend he can kind of uh do it all and then Jefferson City, obviously, with um, you got Woodle and Edison really carrying that team. Solomon Springer's had an uptick this year, and he's actually their most efficient player from the small forward position. Yakima is number 10 in offensive rebounds and number three in free throws attempted. Uh, Jefferson City is number six in three points attempted. So, uh, yeah, should be interesting. Um, what do you think of this matchup? Yeah, I'm I'm very new to looking at Yakima, but I know Jefferson City very well. Um, mm-hmm. And again, when I when I look at them, their their team true shooting is 56. percent They have three guys who are are just really studly scorers in Woodle, Lopez, and Springer. Um, and then when I look at Yakima, even though they've played a, a real tough schedule. Their team true shooting is just 50%. So they win with, you know, balance. They're a tougher team. Uh, but I, you know, my tendency is to go with the team that has more superstar scores. And, and that's what Jefferson City has. Um, so, and when I look at uh, these guards on Yakima, I don't immediately think, oh, they're going to be able to defend what Jefferson City's going to bring really well. Uh, their steal numbers don't pop out to me. They're they're kind of high on the foul side, so I'm gonna guess that Woodle and um, Woodle and Lopez put up big games in this one, and Jeff City wins. Yeah, one interesting to look at is um, they are getting um, they are third in the league in free throws attempted. Yakima is okay, uh, yeah. and they made the Sweet 16 last year. Um, they had a little bit of a run. Jefferson City's not very deep. I wouldn't say Yakima is very deep either. Um, to be fair, uh, and they're they're giving up seventeen point five percent or seventeen point five free throws a game as well. Um, so lots of foul when when Yakima plays, a lot of fouls get called. Um, whereas you know Jefferson City, it's more like they're actually negative in the um, free throws uh, category. So I could see. Jefferson City getting in some foul trouble, and that could you you don't want Reese Reese Thomas and Christopher McDaniel. That's not going to win you a game. <laughs> yeah, you know you can't. You, you need Woodle and Lopez. To yeah. There. Um, 
And those the names I didn't mention on Jeff City are their their inside post guys because mm-hmm. not that they're bad, but they're just not the focus of the team. And so yeah, if if Yakum is going to go inside on them a lot, yeah, if they get in foul trouble, that's not good news for the Sea Beggars. Yeah. All right. Well, let's look at the bottom half. Um, we got the Camden Brawlers going up against Daytona Demolition. Um, JD, you've played Daytona a couple. At least once, right? Twice. Oh, lost JD for a second, um, but we'll still talk about it. So, <laughs> uh, so Daytona um, isn't top ten in any statistical category. Uh, hey JD, you're back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I had an alarm go off and set my phone into frizzy. Apparently, <laughs> so Camden is tenth in defensive three points allowed. Uh, Seventh in true shooting and eighth in steals. Uh, Peter Bayard, he's the number ten player in game score in the tournament. Um, you know he's he's their guy. Twenty four points a game on sixty point six percent true shooting, but all their players shoot really well. John Schmidt, fifty nine point five percent true shooting. Uh, Mc, uh, McCarney, um, yeah, he's pretty good too. So, what do you think about this matchup? So the Camden team obviously has a lot of a lot of talent. I mean, you mentioned Bayard's one of the leading scorers in the country at 24 points per game. Um, they got a lot of talent. You know, they you know, play decent defense overall. Um, going up against Daytona, who, you know, is in my conference, and they're one of the currently right in one of the hottest uh, streaks in the country right now. I mean, they uh, rolled through a very difficult conference tournament. I mean, they're, the only reason they're in the uh, NTT is because they knocked off you know Jackson. You know Plummer, one of the greatest coaches in the in in the in a uh, in the whole league. Uh, my Clearwater squad, they rolled us by thirty, and then they beat you know Clemson, which uh, Batch is a great coach as well. So you know they earned their NTT tournament, and they lost a lot of games this year. But you know if you look at the at their their schedule, I mean, other than early season, you know, blip to Beaumont. All the teams, all the games they lost were the really good coaches and, and with good teams. So um, they're a battle-tested team. They're they're tough. Um, you know, so I don't want to count against them because of the run they're on right now. But they definitely have their hands full with, uh, you know, Camden. They are, you know, the most talented team that they've run into, you know, this season. So we'll see if they can keep riding a hot streak or if at some point, you know, talent wins out. Great. Well, let's talk about Manassas. First Knoxville, Manassas, uh, you know, they're the number seven seed out of Conference 2, won their conference tournament and their uh, co- conference. Uh, Knoxville, the seven seed um, in Conference 18, uh, wins their conference and becomes the uh, ten- conference tournament and becomes the 10 seed in the tournament. That's what happens when you win um, the conference tournament, the best conference or the the highest rated conference in the, uh, in the league. Um, yeah. Uh, it looks like senior Emmanuel Cobbs. He was one of the guys I recruited. He's finally, um, stepping up and playing his, his worth. Their seniors are playing really well with him and Weber. And then Carlos McDaniel, Paul Bow um, is a stud. And then Manassas has Nathan Martin, uh, Cameron James, the junior, uh, Manassas is, What'd you say? Okay. Um, can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. Cool. 
Manassas isn't top 10 in any statistical category. Knoxville is number six in free throws attempted and number six in defensive three points allowed. So uh, what do you think of this matchup? What do you see? I, mean, I see a interesting point guard matchup here. I mean, you have the freshman Nathan Martin for Manassas up against uh, Vincent Weber for Knoxville. Both have pretty similar profiles. Uh, you know, Weber's a senior versus a freshman Martin. Um, both got both guys can score, dish, and, and defend pretty well. So, you know, I think uh, ultimately, you know, in a, a game that looks you know pretty well balanced overall, you know, it's credit to Knoxville. This is their first time in the NTT in, in, in at least a little while. Um, building the team up and getting to this point. So they're excited to be here. Whereas uh, Manassas, it's, they're a little bit more familiar with being here. So, yeah. you know, we'll see if the stage is, you know, too big for Nathan Martin. I, th- I think, uh, I mean, Manassas has, I think, more talent overall. So, you know, I think they're, they're clearly going to be favored here. But, you know, the key for Knoxville to pull off the upset will be Weber just, you know, kind of making a, a miserable night for Martin. So we'll see if that can happen. Yeah. Yeah, and you look at guys like Cameron James, Ian White, Daniel Wright, and Patrick Pearson. Those guys made the Sweet 16 last year. So they know what they know what winning in this tournament takes, and it'll be interesting to see if they can pull it off. Um, whereas – so they're battle-tested, but not this year. And uh, Knoxville is more battle-tested in the regular season with their conference. So um, next matchup, the 3-14, we got Santa Fe Caesars, coached by Coach Ray. Uh, re-rips going up against the Brunswick surcharge. Um, Brunswick makes the NTT every year. Um, always has some talent, but doesn't play in the toughest conference. Uh, they won their conference and lost in the championship. So did uh, Santa Fe. Santa Fe is number um, well, they don't have anything, any top 10 category, but uh, Andrew Brayton is number 9 in the uh, game score. And then um uh, Brunswick is number 10 in offensive rebounds, and number five in defensive points allowed. So what do you think about this, J.D.? Yeah, and as you mentioned, Andrew Brayton is a, is, is a stud. I mean, you know, it's so tough to get guys like him, in, you know, in this league, you know. It's weird to look at a recruiting class, you know, 72-49 and have a 6'10 guy averaging 20 points, 12 rebounds, and three blocks a game. So, you know, how does that even happen? So, um, so yeah, Santa Fe, they, you know, talented team, they, but they've also had a tough schedule and they've, you know, proven throughout the year that they're a solid team, but, you know, Brunswick isn't definitely, isn't going to be a pushover. Um, you know, they don't rely on, you know, points in the post. It's all going to be about kind of like what Luke Conway, Conway, who's a great player, um, on the wing, what he can do. Um, I think the untold story here is if, um, you know, how, how prepared mentally prepared re-rips is for this game i mean yeah. rumors are he's been celebrating his <laughs> 42 title pretty hard and heavy over the past couple of days so is he going to be back mentally in it you know and ready for this game on monday so um you know if, if there's an upset to hear you know to happen here it's because re-rips is a uh, you know been on a bender so we'll see what happens yeah some people call this a trap game you know um, yeah so Let's look at the uh, 6-11 matchup, Colorado Springs against Lubbock. So Colorado Springs, um, this is their fourth NTT, t- uh, NTT game uh, appearance. They have the, that freshman sophomore class, and they play four of them. <laughs> they play uh, Corey Walker, Joseph Holmes, Curtis Brown, and Hassan Holmes. Um, 
you know, no one stands out on their team necessarily, but they made the NTT last year. It wasn't the performance they were expecting, but um, they have more players to build on this year with uh, a couple of uh, really solid freshmen. And then the 11 seed, you got Lubbock, the Lights, coached by Coach Spartan, 17. Um, they Lubbock won an NTT way, way back in the day, maybe season one. Is it? Am I right? Or one of the seasons. Um, and uh, yeah, there was, yeah. what? Season two, yeah. Season two, yeah. Neil Hernandez, their point guard. Uh, Lane McDowell, shooting guard. Um, yeah, they really carry these guys. You look at Lubbock. Lubbock is number one in offensive rebounds. And then Colorado Springs is number seven in assist, number three in turnovers, and number eight in free throws attempted. So what do you think of this, J.D.? Yeah, I think you have here kind of like a classic young team versus a, you know, a veteran kind of more battle-tested team. Um, both these teams were in the NTT last year, and neither one you know had the results they were looking for. Um, but you know, Lubbock brings back you know a senior class, um, you know, mixed in with you know not a great freshman class, but Alexis Cope in the middle brings some size and and defense to the you know to the equation. So you have their seniors and upperclassmen in the backcourt versus um, Colorado Springs, you know, young squad. So we'll see if the lights are too bright here. I mean, yeah. you, you like the young talent for Colorado Springs. If they put together another class, I think they're going to be, you know, instead of like a lower seed, they'll be one of the top seeds, you know, next year. So, um, but, you know, it might be a year early for them, you know, so we'll see if, uh, if they're ready for the stage. Cool. Um, why don't you pick a couple players from this region you're really excited to watch? Yeah, each of you are. Yeah, let me cycle back through um, some of the – there's some exciting teams in the, the games that I covered. Uh, man, it's tough to think uh, which which of these teams I'm going to favor going deeper. But um, some of the players that I like, uh, I really like the, the senior backcourt for Fort Lauderdale, Gareth Fisher and Christopher Cochran. You've got two seniors with decent size – you know, scoring well with 58% true shooting. They play great defense. Um, they're not the, the passers you typically see from guards, but they're the focal point of that offense. Um, Rockford is, uh, you know, like we said, a very balanced team. But I think uh, Evan Kurtz down low, the senior, as, yeah. as far as defense goes, uh, as well as – uh, rebounding, he's he's a guy that can quietly dominate those games. And then uh, if you're looking for, for superstars, you know, louder players, Jeff City's backcourt of Woodle and Lopez. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if they have a big game, look for a couple message board posts from Bobby about how they're the greatest of all time, <laughs> stuff like that. So, uh, yes, they are, of course. You, you know, I would, I would love to see that just for the, the hype and the drama, so. Keep an eye yeah. on Woodle and Lopez. For sure. I'll shout out Bayard. Um, I'll shout out uh, Anthony Bayer, John Thurman. Um, I mean, Bayard, Bayard might be the best player in this whole tournament. So mm-hmm. these, Yeah, these Bayard guys. and Andrew Brayton for, for Santa Fe yeah. and Cameron James for Manassas. Uh, yeah. Good players. Cool. Um, let's make some picks real quick. Uh, 
how you see this? I guess I'll go. Um, I like Fort Lauderdale to take down uh, Rockford in the Sweet 16. And then I like um, Manassas to take down Camden, Santa Fe, Cruise into the Sweet 16. And uh, Manassas going to the Elite Eight, um, but losing to Fort Lauderdale. I think we're going to see some chaos in this region. Um, I'm going to go on the top half of the bracket. I'm going to pick Montpelier to upset Fort Lauderdale. Oh. Jefferson City um, to meet them in Sweet 16 with uh, it was Bobby moving on to the Elite Eight. Um, lower half of the region, I'll take Camden, Manassas, um, Santa Fe. So mostly chalk, but I'll take Lubbock to pull off the upset of Colorado Springs. Um with Camden and uh, Santa Fe in the Sweet 16, and um, and then Camden moving through. Eventually, Camden knocking off or beating Jefferson City to to move out. Okay, Conference Six. What do you think, Brad? I'm gonna I'm gonna stay chalky on the top half. I think Fort Lauderdale and Rockford uh, as the the favorite programs there. They're I think they're gonna advance. No chaos. Um, and I'll take Fort Lauderdale going all the way to that Elite Eight game. And then I'm going to pick my chaos in the bottom half. Um, I'm going to pick the Knoxville Nightmares over Manassas, over Camden. Uh, and then I think we're going to see the young Colorado Springs team win a couple games there too. So a uh, six seed and a 10 seed. And then um, I'll take Colorado Springs advancing, losing to the one seed Fort Lauderdale. Cool. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there and we'll be back with region three.